Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Hold on to God's faithfulness. Hold on to God's faithfulness. The psalmist said, feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I want to, before I I get into the word today, I just want to thank Nikki and Marty and all their teams. If you were involved in, if you were involved in um, yesterday's meeting and um, and you hosted a table, could you please stand to your feet? If you helped set up, tear down, clean up, any of those things, just stand to your feet. I know there's more than four ladies, you know, they did, what an awesome job. What a great time. And uh, it, it was a, it was a great time. A lot of great reports. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed being here. I'm not a lady, but you know I helped open the door. So, you know, I mean, you know, as a pastor, you just do what you got to do. You know, and it's that no, it was great. I mean, I I don't know how many years I had the opportunity to help and, and serve at that event, but it's a blessing every year. And on behalf of Miss Carolyn and and our uh, our executive leadership team, we want to thank everyone for participating, um, showing up, serving in every capacity. So thank you so much. And um, this is, and also uh, with Christy Lefevre, she was here yesterday. There are some books in the bookstore. Um, encourage you to, um, to, to, to make, make yourself available to those and resources that can cause you to come up higher in your life. Amen. You know, there is, there is a book in there that's called, you know, the honeymoon is over. So what's next? So, for all the husbands, I encourage you to go buy that book. And you're like, oh, it's, no, just go get that book. You know, it's, just go get that book. Give me one of those books back there, you know. Always learning, always growing, right? Amen. Uh, also, also today, right after service, we have Kingdom Builders. And uh, we have Wade with us today, come from Austin, a business owner, and, and so go ahead and stand to your feet, Wade, and a uh, good friend of Eric and Nikki's, and so give Wade a hand, and, and um, you're going to hear more about him uh, in a little at the, at the end, but um, uh, God's doing some great things uh, through his life, through, through um, business. Encourage you, if you didn't sign up already, encourage you, uh, go next door, and uh, an opportunity to be challenged uh, and to grow. And because I believe that we can be a church full of millionaires, Amen. you know, um, Amen. you know, Romans chapter 12 talks about different gifts in the body. And one of those is the gift of giving Amen. is the gift of giving. I believe there's people called to the body of Christ that are called in business to help finance the kingdom of God and, uh, and people coming into the kingdom of God. And so I encourage you, if God's put on your heart to start a business or you have a business, there's resources throughout the word of God that will, that, that bring success. You know, the world will think that it's a lot of their ideas that they've come up with. But if you look at every leadership book that I've read and studied after and looked after, everything had its root in the word of God. Because the word of God is full of spiritual laws that will cause you to win and succeed in life. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, man, just look around each one. Just, just wrap, wrap your arms around you like this. You know, this is, this is, this is a hug from Annette and I. Don't you know how much we love you? Amen. Just looking at each face. Yeah. If you're sleeping. I'll... <laughs> 
I'll get my, my get my water gun out. And uh, no, I was at a church one day with Dr. Savell. I used to travel with him back in the early 2000s, and and we were up in uh, up at uh, Living Word in, in Minnesota. And you know, I went up to do the I went up to do the uh, talk about the products that we had, and and they had a pulpit there, and. And I, after the service, I went to Pastor Mac. I said, Mac, why do you have a water gun that big behind the pulpit? He goes, in case people fall asleep. He goes, this, this thing can shoot like 120 feet. It's like, hey, so it's... <laughs> so no one's sleeping, you know. So. Man, I love church. Amen. I love church. Amen. I mean, church is not man's idea. Church is God's idea, and Jesus is the head of it. He's coming back for it. He's coming back for a glorious church, a church full of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Just, just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit right now. Uh, really was encouraged by the words that our founding pastor brought to us about 2023. 2023, a year of the maximum, highest level attainable. One of the statements he made last week was, you and I are created to live on a much higher level. We're created to live on a much higher level. So I encourage you, don't settle for where you are in any area of your life. Don't settle for where your marriage is. Don't settle for where your relationship is with your children. Doesn't matter how old they are, young they are. Don't settle for anything in your life. You know, there's no, there's no neutral in the kingdom of God. There's no neutral. You're, you're either going to be going forward or you're going to be going backwards. Amen. You know, years ago, Doctor Savell pre- uh, preached a message, and it was a series called "The Law of Progression." And he talked about is the canoe story. Have you ever heard the canoe story? You know, and it's like you know you're going upstream. You know, it's not easy to go upstream. You have to work a lot harder to go upstream. And so as he tells that story, he's going upstream and he's, he's paddling. But the moment that you stop, you, you stop, you know, moving your oar, the moment you stop moving and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to rest now. The current of everything else is going to take you back where you came from. And that's the same thing how it is in, in your relationship with God. And, and it's how in your life, if you stop focusing on how can I grow in this area of my life... No, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to like just plateau in my life. I believe there's always something more. And I believe there's a higher level for us to walk in. You know, back in September, I started referring to this phrase and not not necessarily knowing exactly what Dr. Savell, what the Lord was going to speak to Dr. Savell. But but uh, but he kept saying, you have to go to another level, Justin. You have to go to another level. And so those are the things that I've been sharing with us as a church family because I want to go to another level. How about you? Now, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. I don't have time to go back and really deal with some of the other things I've talked about. Uh, Last time I I had the opportunity to minister, I talked about that we choose presence over pressure, communion over chaos, worship over worry. And um, I want to I want to dive into this, and I, I'm I'm going to do a little te- more teaching probably this morning than I normally do on a Sunday morning, but because there's some things I, I want us to see, so um, just just stay, stay connected, stay hooked up. 
You know, the woman with the issue of blood, it said, you know, it said her faith made her whole. And it was the demand that she placed on the gift that was on the inside of Jesus. Anytime you come to a church service, you need to make a demand on the gift. I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but yet I, I believe that I am a gift to you. I didn't place myself. I didn't call myself a pastor. God put me in this position. And so make a draw and a demand on the the pastor teacher this morning. Because I want us, I want you, I want my family to go to another level. How about you? Now let's look at this. And we're going to read quite a bit of scripture here. And just stay hooked up. Matthew chapter 13 this is uh, the parable of the sower. Verse 3 says, Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some hundred, some sixty, some thirty. Then he says this, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Do you have ears to hear this morning? There's nothing wrong with the word of God. The word of God is incorruptible. We know that this parable is talking about the sower sows the word. It's the word. But do you have ears to hear? Say it with me. I have ears to hear. And Dr. Svelte talked about 30, 60, and 100 fold, and he referred to that. He was talking about 100 fold, meaning maximum harvest. So I want, to, I want to establish this morning that if you have ears to hear, you will have the ability to operate on another level. Amen. If you have ears to hear, you will have the ability to operate on the highest level attainable. If you have ears to hear, you will be able to operate in the maximum. Now let's look at this. Verse 10 says, And the disciples came and said to them, Why do you speak to them in parables? So that lets me know that he didn't speak to the disciples in parables. He was speaking to them in parables. Verse 11, He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to them to know the mysteries it's been given, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. Now, you may say, well, pastor, does that mean God's showing favorites here? Because, it, you know, it's been given to you know the mysteries, but they haven't been given to know the mysteries. Don't, don't, let, don't that, let that statement stop you because we're going to discover on what the difference is between the disciples and them. Okay, this isn't God playing favorites that, okay, Alex is always going to be limited in his understanding because God doesn't want him to know anything. That's not what this is saying. 
is not saying, well, the disciples are, are, are more special than the other people that were following. I'd rather say this, that the disciples were more sold out to the one they were following compared to those who were just, just observing. There's a difference between a disciple and an observer. The Bible says, continue in the word and you'll be my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Just sitting in the church, sitting in a church service or being the label Christian doesn't make you a disciple. You can, you can be a Christian all your life and never be a disciple. What makes me a disciple is my ability to continue in the word. And as I continue in the word, it has the ability to change me from the inside out. See, because there's power in the word of God. So, so it's not just sitting in the four walls of a church, but am I allowing what I'm hearing to come down on the inside of me and provoke a change, to make a change, and to compel a change? So, so it's me being a disciple that has everything to do with me going to another level. But it's a choice in my desire, am I going to follow all the way through? Thank you, Valinda. So, so we have to understand here that, that here he's saying, hey, it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I don't know about you, but that excites me that I have the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom. There's nothing that he's holding back from me. There's nothing he's keeping from me. There's something that he wants me to understand. But do you have ears to hear this morning? You can hear Dr. Savell minister a great word about the maximum and going to a level, another level, but do you have ears to hear? Yes. Amen. Amen. Because it has been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given for whoever has, to whoever has, to him more will be given. Now listen, and he will have abundance. Has what? Whoever has. This is twofold. Whoever has ears to hear. Because if you have ears to hear, you will then have the mysteries of the kingdom. And if I have the mysteries of the kingdom, I'll have more abundance. So that lets me know that if I have ears to hear and I can receive the mysteries of the kingdom, then I can operate on a higher level than other people can operate. God doesn't play favorites. God is a, is no respecter of persons, but what, what he is, is he's a respecter of faith. God does not move where he's, he is, is, is needed. He's moved where he's sought. If God shows up where he's needed, he's not doing a good job. Amen. Come on. That's right. God's not moved by need, he's moved by faith. But to them who has not been given, for whoever has, to him will more be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, if I don't have ears to hear, then I don't have mysteries of the kingdom. What I do have will be taken away from. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. What I hear Jesus saying is here is, I want my people to get it. Even if I have to tell a simple story, I want them to get it. 
Even if I have to break it down on their level. God wants you to get it. God wants us to know everything about Him. He wants us to understand His promises. He wants us to know His nature, His character, His purpose. He wants you to discover God's plan for your life. So He'll do whatever He can do to get it to you. And in them, he says, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and you'll don't, you won't understand. And seeing you'll see and you'll not perceive. For the heart of this people has grown dull and their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes. Hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I could heal them. Wow. Now, now what the difference between what, what he is sharing with them here is the ones that don't have ears to hear wasn't because God didn't want them to hear it. It says here, the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Meaning it's, it's on the people, it's not on Jesus. And Jesus is saying, if I could just get them to see it. If I could just get them to understand it, if I could just get them to hear it, then they could make a change. They, they, would, they would be converted, the King James says, and then I could heal them if they could just see it. I mean, God is looking down from heaven throughout the whole earth today, and he is saying, if I just could get them to see me, if I could just get them to hear me, then they could understand me, and if they would understand me, then they would they would turn. They would not even hesitate turning, and then when they turn, then all of a sudden, that faith will then cause me to respond to them. I, I want their eyes to be open. I want their ears to be open. I want their heart to be under, under open. So as I begin this morning, I, I want us, I, I want to challenge us as we step into 2023 that you are determined to have ears to hear. You're determined to have eyes to see and you're determined to have a heart to understand. Yes. Lift a hand to heaven and just pray this with me. Heavenly Father, as I step into this next season, I declare I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear and I have a heart to understand. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. You see, as, as we keep going here. Oh, thank you, Father. Verse 16 says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and they did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, what happens? The enemy comes immediately and he steals it. Verse 21 says, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. 
Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. Amplified says the desire of other things and he becomes unfruitful. Verse 23, but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. You see, the soil has everything to do with the increase. The soil has everything to do with the increase. And what I want to deal with today is the soil is your heart. I mean, you can confess all day long, you can declare certain scriptures all day long, but when the word, when the word can't get, you can't see the word, you can't hear the word, you can't understand the word because of, there's so much other stuff going on. I mean, in the natural We might make a statement of, well, pastor, life, Kermit, life is just complicated. You know, you know, I'm in this relationship and I don't know. It's this relate. It's just complicated. You know, we we, it's complicated. It's I'm busy. People don't understand me. I, I, you know, and and all these things here, they were people were offended. The cares of this life, the cares of this life. It was it was the cares of the life of the life is 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 choking. You know what? The thorns were always there when the seed was sown. And so you can be in a, in, in a service and you can be hearing good seed. You can be hearing good word, but you're sitting here and you're like so consumed with other things, so overtaken by other things, so overwhelmed by trying to figure out what to do next. So trying to figure out how to manipulate and and try to make things happen and trying to please people and and, and trying to seek other people's approval and trying to do all these things. And and all the while the seed is sown, but nothing's being nothing's going to another level because things are being choked. Things are being scorched. Things are being burned up. The enemy's coming and taking away the word that is sown. Why? Because. Because you're just so complicated. So my title for today is, It's Not Complicated. Look at your neighbor and say, It's Not Complicated. You have to get out of your own way. God is not complicated. His word isn't complicated. Jesus made things so simple. Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, come on. Can you get any more simple than that? Then why are you holding on to offense that's destroying your life? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. How much simpler can you get? I mean, think about it. He he is simple. He, He is simple.
I mean, but we have, we make it so complicated. I've, I've, I've read after theologians and apologetic preachers and things like that, and, and which I appreciate a lot of that and, and how they go. But, but my thing, it's not that deep. It really is not that deep. Jesus is not that deep. We make it deep. A lot of times because we don't want to obey. Or we make it deep. Because we want to blame somebody else. We want to make it deep. I mean, my heart as a pastor, as a church, is to, to have services that are attractive to God, not people. Because I believe that if we can attract God, then God changes people. And you can get so busy making, making things a production and you can make it so difficult and so challenging when God just wants to show up and love people and love people through each one of us. It's not complicated. I refuse. I tried making pastoring complicated. I, I've had... Never mind. I'll get ahead of my... I don't need to get on my soapboxes and stay on the word, right? Let go, to, go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 130. It says, The entrance of your word gives light. You have darkness in your life? Go to the word. You don't know how to respond in a situation? Go to the word. The entrance of God's word gives light. Then it says this. It gives understanding to the simple. (laughs) I mean, it gives understanding to the simple. Now, what was the key factor in the parable of the sower on the good ground? Two things. The one that heard the word and understood the word brought forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. And here it says, he gives understanding to the simple. Now, if we look at this word simple in some of the, in some of the renderings of the, of, of the Hebrew, it, it can be, it really have a negative connotation. It could mean foolish. But I don't, but you're not foolish. Amplified translate that word foolish as an empty-headed idiot. You're, you're not that. You're not simple. But a better way to look at this word is uncomplicated. He gives understanding to people that are uncomplicated. See, most of the time we can't see... Hear or understand because it's been complicated. Our life is complicated. And, and, and the word can't get through all the complications. There is a interrupter in between. <laughs> there is a deceiver <laughs> that hinders the receiver. 
You know, in this microphone, there is a, there is the microphone and then there's a receiver. But what happens if there's another signal that comes in, you know, years ago with the church across the uh, diagonal, across from over, over, over diagonals years ago, um, they told us afterwards that during the transition of worship, you know, that I was transitioning and I was praying. And you know what? They're not, they're not a spirit-filled church. And so here I am, I'm praying in tongues. And it went in their service. Maybe it was exactly what they needed to hear. I don't know. But, but they came over afterwards and they're like, um, yeah, we, we heard part of your worship and, and you're praying. And they're like, and there were some things that were said. It was really good. And so, so, but the point is, is there was another frequency that came in and hindered their frequency. And that can happen in our lives. And, and we can have all these things that are like frequencies that are coming through. And it's keeping us from being able to receive what God wants us to receive. Even here in church, you're trying to figure out what you're going to eat later when you leave. And, and, what happened, and, and what happened? You just totally missed the very thing that could revolutionize your life. I mean, you're upset at your husband because somebody said yesterday, you're trying to figure out, I'm going to text him this. I can't believe, I can't believe he did that. Annette doesn't do that. Sorry, I'm just, she doesn't do that. She doesn't, I'm, but I'm just saying, it's just like you can be sitting here and you're like, you're contemplating all the, I can't, that, they didn't even say hello to me when I came in church today. And pastor, I can't believe he wore that color tie today. I, I can't. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. But, but the point is, is, is we can have the littlest things keeping us from going to the highest level attainable. We have to get rid of the complicated things. He says he gives understanding to the simple. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. You don't need to turn there. It says this. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. You know, when I read that years ago and after I got born again and I'm like, man, that could never be me. Because I, 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 know, I, know I knew what was in Justin. I knew, I knew Justin's thoughts and, you know, and it's like, how could I ever attain to the scripture? Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. Another way to look at this pure is no mixture. A heart that's not mixed with so many other things. Heart that's mixed with anger, frustration, doubt, fear. Blessed are the pure in heart. What happens? They shall see God. See, it goes back to seeing. Ears and hearing. Eyes seeing. If, 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 if I'm, I've got all these things and I'm, I'm listening to all this stuff from the world. I'm listening to the news and I'm listening to this or that or the other. I'm listening to what that person is saying. I'm listening to politics. I'm listening to all that. Then if you're not careful, that will get so, it will so complicate your thinking and you'll totally not be able to hear, see or, see or understand what does God think. Amen. Amen. And my heart is oh. 
all wrought up by different things and, and frustrations. And, and if that's the case, then you can't see God in the midst of your situation. If you're more worried about how it's going to turn out, you can't see Him. Jesus told the disciples this in John chapter 16. I, I think this is it says John chapter 16, verse 31. He tells 32 or in 33, he says something like this. He goes, in the world you'll have tribulation. He goes, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But the verse before that, he says this. He goes, he goes, he goes, I have it. You might, you're going to leave me alone, but my father won't leave me alone. For he's always with me. What, that, what does that mean? That means that even in the midst of what Jesus was going to face, he was still going to be able to see God. It doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're going through, the loss you've experienced, the hurt that someone else has done to you. I want to encourage you, don't let those things in your heart. Because I have to be able to see God. I've got to be able to see God on the other side of my circumstance. I've got to see God on the other side of what, what I'm facing. What I'm, I've got to see God as I'm walking through this. But if you're, more, if you're more concerned with all the details and the complications of things, you won't be able to see Him. So often I've heard people say, well, Justin, I don't hear God. There's probably too much complication. Go to Psalms 46. Psalms 46. 2023. A year of the maximum. Highest level attainable. Hallelujah. I'm just preparing our hearts to go to another level. Thank you, Father. Psalms 46. Look at verse 10. This is familiar to us. Be still and know. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. It's defined this way. Leave off your own attempts Lean off from your own attempts and your own strength. Be still. He's saying, stop trying, stop making attempts. Stop trying. And stop trying to in your own strength. Be still. Our culture that we live in doesn't like stillness. We don't like our world doesn't like stillness. You know also People in church don't like stillness. We, we have to have something going. We have to have something happening. We have to be looking at something. Give you a little uh, exercise. When you leave this afternoon, go home and turn your phone off. For the next four hours. And see how many times you go to it and pick it up. Just, and just hit that side, hit that side button. Yeah. 
How many likes do I have? Uh, how many? Who's messaging me? Who's? Just try it because the thing is, we don't like stillness. We don't like. We 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 have a hard time with stillness. And like I said in churches, we don't like stillness because it's like, okay, if something's not going on, it's kind of awkward. But if we're always busy, do you think you could hear a still small voice? I told Elijah, he goes, he, he goes, he wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the whirlwind. He said, but he was in the still small voice. And if you're always busy and you've got so much going on, you'll never be able to hear the voice. See, everything is going coming comes back to hearing, seeing. And understanding. Be still and know. And the word know means to ascertain. It means to ascertain by seeing. It's, it's, it's be still and ascertain by seeing. The word ascertain means to make sure of or to find out or discover. Meaning as I'm still, be still and ascertain. Discover by seeing. So this scripture has everything to do with my ability to see in the midst of calamity. This, this whole chapter is about, is about how do I live in calamity? How do I live when everything's going wrong? How do I overcome when I'm being overcome? How do I make it through? And the, and the thing is, be still and know. Still, cease from motion and ascertain, discover by seeing. The Passion Translation says this, Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I'm God. Let me read that again. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I'm God. I am the God above all the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Here he stands. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on your side. The God of Jacob fights for us. You see, it's in our ability to cease from motion. It's our ability to say, you know what? I'm going to be still because I've got to see right now. I've got to, I've got to be still and cease from motion because I've got to hear right now. And it's when I hear and I understand. When my heart hears and understands, I will operate in 160 and 30 fold. Amen. I will operate in maximum abundance when I have the ability to hear and understand. I mean, if you even think about the story of the man that, that built his house upon a rock and the man that built his house upon the sand. They both heard the same word. Both received the same word and both experienced the same storm. But it said the one that heard the word and did the word was the man that built his house upon a rock. But the one that just heard the word, it said that, that, that when the storm came, it, it, it fell because it wasn't founded upon something. And where's the storm going to try to control us from? Our heart. Don't let the storm on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Say this, I have eyes to see. I have eyes to see. 
I have ears to hear. I have a heart to understand. I will know the mysteries of the kingdom. And when I have the mysteries of the kingdom, Jesus says, I will operate in more abundance. Hallelujah. Give him praise of the word. Amen. Thank you, Father. Let me close with this. I had other things, but I just didn't sense to go there. So go to Mark, uh, Luke chapter 10. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. It's not complicated. Mm. I just have to get out of the way. Hallelujah. Look at verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed her, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Now think about this. You have the Son of God. You have Jesus coming into your house. One sat and heard the word. The other was just worried about serving. See, one heart was pure, still, and simple. The other heart was complicated. Angry, frustrated, and upset. And she, she, she even goes to Jesus and was like, um, correct my sister. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. I mean, I can kind of see just Martha sitting back saying, get her, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, get her. You know, because I heard somewhere you said that he who is the greatest among you is the one that serves. And I want to be the greatest. So I'm the one serving and she's sitting here doing nada. And she's sitting back. Hmm, Mary, he's going to get you. And yet Jesus goes, Martha, Martha. Really? Some of you this morning, you need to hear Jesus say your name twice. There's times that he's, he's had to go, Justin, Justin. I, I believe, you know, you're going to go through, lot, lot, you're, you, it might be a month from now, but all of a sudden you're going to be in the middle of something and your heart is so worked up by something and you're going to hear your name twice. And you're going you're gonna to think of right now, you're going, oh, thank you, Pastor Justin. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Martha, Martha, now listen to this, you're worried and troubled. You're worried and troubled. Worried, King James says careful. 
You're careful and you're troubled. You're full of care. Now, it's interesting that he uses worried or troubled or careful and troubled. The first Jesus deals with is dealing with our actions. Because the first word, it really deals with the actions of someone. Jesus is saying he's correcting her actions. She's saying you're, 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 care, you're full of care, you're full of anxiety, and it's coming across in the way that you're acting. And then he uses the word troubled, and this is something that's inward. So not only is he dealing with our actions, but he's dealing with the root of the actions. That the root of the action is what's going on inward, and what's happening inward is, is why it's causing her to act this way outward. And, and because of that, she can't hear what Jesus is saying. And if she doesn't have ears to hear, she won't be able to hear the mysteries of the kingdom. And if she doesn't hear the mysteries of the kingdom, she can't operate on another level. And that means if I don't have ears to hear, then I can't hear mysteries of the kingdom. And then I can't operate in more abundance. Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. This word needed in the original Greek actually is the word employment. It's the word employment. And it means you have one job. When Jesus is saying there's one thing needed and he uses this word, then she's, she's saying you only have one job to do. She thought she had all this other job to do. Mm, do you see that? See, she was serving. She was worried about how she was working. She was worried about her work. But Jesus uses this, this particular word that they translate in the, in the Greek. And it's the word for work. And it's the word for employment. And it's the word for job. He's saying, Martha, you had one job. You were worried about all these other jobs. But this was the only job you needed to worry about. It was sitting here right at my feet. It was this one job that you needed. And it was this. It was hearing my word. As you step into 2023, you need to understand you have one job. You have one spiritual job this year, and it is to sit at his feet. It is to hear his word. It is to understand his word. It is to obey his word. It is to operate in his word, and it will cause you to live on another level. Hallelujah. You have one job. Now, and Mary has chosen the good part. Hallelujah. And it will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. He said, I'm not going to fire her from this job because this is the job she needs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. One thing needful. One thing needful. See, it goes back to hearing. That's why Jesus said, this is the most important parable. And he, he told the disciples, he goes, if you can understand this parable, you'll be able to understand everything else. Because it is the gateway to your breakthrough. 
It's the gateway to change. It's the gateway to living differently. It's the gateway. Because it all has to do with putting this, your heart, in a position to receive. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. It's interesting that in the midst of Martha's offense, in the midst of her busyness, that Jesus told her the one thing needful. goes back to him really talking about Psalms 119. The entrance of the word gives light. There's some things that I'm believing God for that we're believing God for. There's things that we're pressing into for our children and our grandchildren. Hallelujah. And it's light. It's, It's just, okay, God, what do you want in this season? I'm, we're pressing in as this as pastors. What, what pressing into the season of Lord? What do you what do you want to speak to the church? What are what's our part right now? But the same thing goes into your personal life. Don't don't let another year go by and be satisfied with the way you've been living for the last five years. Please. That's what Dr. Savell said. That, that we have the ability to live life on a whole nother level. Hallelujah. When you don't know what to do, sit at his feet. When you haven't heard yet, be still. Some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my life is when I tried to translate the season. My biggest mistakes I've made is when I tried to figure out what would be best instead of just waiting on Him. Hallelujah. Just for a moment, just bow your heads and Let's just center our hearts in this moment as the word was sown. The word says that signs and wonders follow the word preached. And just right now, what would be the sign and wonder in this moment? What would be the our because faith without works is dead. So what would be our work in aligning with this word today? I believe it would be centering your heart on him. Maybe it's repenting for getting out ahead of Him. Maybe it's allowing so much worry and frustration in your heart. Thank you, Father. Danny, can you come up, please? Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.
Joseph, just go ahead and just play out of your heart for a moment. Just between you and God, just center your heart on Him right now as Joseph plays. Thank you.
such a supernatural way that as they go home today the peace of God will just come upon them in their homes come upon them in their car that just the peace of God that they would know your peace that even when they can't figure it out in the natural Lord that they are still at peace that anchors their soul. That steadies them. Thank you, Father. Oh, that's your peace, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. why Jesus said my peace I leave with you my peace I give you not as the world gives 